No, I think a lot of it is the algorithms. They're always changing. They're hard to keep up with. I know I will notice my engagement drop for some reason. And I'm like, what's going on? I don't think it's what I'm posting as much as just the algorithms are picking up something new or Instagram might have a new feature that they're really wanting to us to use. And so if you're not using that, you're not picking up on reels and other things, then you're getting a little bit left behind and losing track of your audience. And if you're not showing up in their feed, then they're missing out on your great content. Hi, I'm Tori Mystic, and you're listening to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast, the only show dedicated to supporting women in all areas of the pet industry. I'm back this week with another interview with a woman in the pet industry. Just a reminder that this year, at least for the next few months, I will be publishing alternating solo episodes and interviews. I always get feedback that you love the solo episodes, and I do have over 15 years of experience in online marketing and 10 years with my dog blog, so I have a lot to share. But this week, we have an awesome interview. I sat down with Katie Miller of Forever Homes Communications to talk about elevating your pet brand beyond Instagram. Katie and I both agreed that we've made a lot of friendships and connections through Instagram, but we both agree that email is the key to connecting with your core audience. Email also lets you segment your audience in a way that social media just doesn't. One thing that I was surprised to learn in this conversation is that Katie started a daily email newsletter. That's right. Every day, she features small businesses and animal rescue news while also promoting her own online marketing services. That goes to a segmented list of people who signed up for the daily newsletter. I can't wait to hear how that's going. This conversation also took a little detour to touch on the new AI copywriting craze, ChatGPT. Can you use this tool to write your emails and your blog posts? Hear what Katie and I think. If you love this conversation and you want to learn more about email, copywriting, SEO, and the latest tools to grow your pet business online, come join us in Wag Repeat Society. My monthly membership is currently open for enrollment, and I'm so excited we are getting ready to kick off a social video challenge with a bingo board that I created. And since it's bingo, yes, of course, there will be prizes. Whoever shouts bingo (laughs) is going to be entered to win some fun stuff. Get more information and enroll today in this amazing membership for women in the pet industry. You can find all the details at wherewagrepeat.com slash society. If you have any questions, just reach out. I am always here for you. Katie Miller lives in Charlotte, North Carolina with her husband, 10-year-old daughter, two pups, two cats, and a hamster. She started Forever Homes Communications to support small businesses and homeless pets. After serving as an animal rescue volunteer for about 10 years, Katie experienced some volunteer burnout and changes to her availability to donate her time. 
Through Forever Homes Communications, she's able to stay engaged with the pet community by contributing her writing skills to rescues and petpreneurs to optimize their online marketing strategy. Overall, Katie's mission is to help tell the story of pet businesses and social entrepreneurs so they can make a bigger impact in their communities. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you here because we are going to be talking about something that I'm always encouraging people to do, which is to think beyond Instagram. Yes, definitely. I am a big uh, fan of ownership and having control over your brand and not just your brand, but your content and your audience and really having as much information um, to yourself as possible that you can gather about them. So I love Instagram. I have met so many friends on Instagram, but it's I focus and get more bang for my buck by focusing on my email audience. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I see the same thing. And I think that, um, you know, there are lots of great things about Instagram. Like you said, you, you've met lots of people. So many of my friends today are people who I met on Instagram and some of them I've never even met in person. <laughs> Absolutely, but we're, we're still friends. Yeah. And, and that's, that's one of the great things about Instagram. Um, but what are, what are some of the downsides or, or risks, I guess, of, um, being too focused in on that? Like for, for some of the pet brands out there who they rarely email, they have a website that's under construction, but they're posting on Instagram every single day. What are some of the risks with doing that kind of a strategy? No, I think a lot of it is the algorithms. They're always changing. They're hard to keep up with. I know I will notice my engagement drop for some reason. And I'm like, what's going on? I don't think it's what I'm posting as much as just the algorithms are picking up something new or Instagram might have a new feature that they're really wanting to us to use. And so if you're not using that, you're not picking up on reels and other things, then you're getting a little bit left behind and losing track of your audience. And if you're not showing up in their feed, then they're missing out on your great content. Um, So email, I'm just a fan of email in general, because um, that's just my favorite way to communicate, even one-on-one. I'm an emailer over a texter or a DMer. Um, That's just my personal preference as far as I feel like I can express myself best on email when I can write a little bit more long form. Um, So, you know, to have an email, it kind of goes hand in hand with having a website. Um, those two things can be really integrated into your business plan. So for someone who is um, not, not sure about how to kind of go in that direction, they, they, like I said, maybe aren't really using their list or don't really have a website set up. What would you recommend doing first, having some kind of website presence or starting an email list? You know, you could definitely, I I like taking, like I said, brand ownership. You can definitely just throw up a landing page. You don't have to have a lot of website content. You don't, you know, blogs are great. I try to keep up with my blog. It's a little lacking right now, but I do, um, what I do for some of my clients is first set up that landing page, say your page is, your website's coming but have a form on that landing page and start collecting emails. And even beyond email addresses, get their names, get their business, get their Instagram. You can follow them too and find out who they are. So that's one thing with email is you can capture 
additional information. So it's easier to track and assess who your audience is. Whereas on Instagram, you just kind of have to scroll through and say, oh, who's following me? <laughs> is it pet owners? Is it pet volunteers? Is it pet business owners? And it's really just hard to kind of track. Whereas your email list, you can export it, you can get it in a spreadsheet, you can sort it. Um, there's a lot of data you can get. And I'm very data driven when it comes to my strategy for connecting. So I'm a little intimidated by Instagram because I feel like I'm just throwing stuff out there and seeing what sticks. And sometimes that works. Um, but I, I find that what I tell people is email is like your reliable standard, like that should be your core audience. Because if someone's providing you all that information, they must be really interested in what you're offering, whether you're service based or product based. So it's more likely that someone on your email list is going to be a customer and they're going to buy something from you rather than just follow you for your cute dog photos on Instagram. Yeah, no, I love everything that, that you just said. And I had like so many little things come up that I was like, oh, um, like today I was looking at my Instagram following and whenever I see who's following me, if I get new followers in my notifications, if the account looks spammy, like some kind of weird bot, I go in and I remove the follower, which is something I like to do because I don't even want them clogging up <laughs> my right. That's false data. You get yeah. kind of a misconception of who, how much engagement you have if you have bots following you. It's, it's going to lower my engagement rate because this like whatever weird bot, like girl who's trying yeah. to I don't know, sell whatever. She's not ever going to read my blog or get on my email list, or I don't even know if it's a real person behind it, honestly. Um, so I feel like you do get some of those weird bot followers that doesn't really translate to your email list. I don't really too often have weird spammy bots subscribing to my email list. Yeah, not so much. Sometimes I will see it in my website traffic if like there's a spike and it doesn't really make sense as to why, like I didn't send an email that day or I didn't post on Instagram that day. And I'll see a little traffic that's maybe coming from bots kind of checking out my site or seeing, you know, scanning it <laughs> or something. Um, but, you know, your email list is really your core audience. It's going to be really authentically um, built with people who really want to hear from you. Um, and then my other tip that I will say um, that I try to follow is tell people exactly what they're going to get when you give them uh, when you're asking them to subscribe So say I send out a monthly newsletter that's all you're going to get from me. And they might be like, oh, that might be nice just hear from this business once a month. Um, and then you know, don't spam them. Um, I'm going through a different transition with my email list right now where I normally have a monthly email. I'm switching to a daily email because I am really trying to reach um, pet audiences that want to get involved in rescue. And we have a lot going on in Charlotte. Now, one of the tips is that I'm segmenting my list. And that's another thing you can do with email. You can't do with Instagram or Facebook. I can email just the people that want to get the daily email um, called Pause for Charlotte. Um, you can subscribe on my website for that if you're interested in, in the area. But it'll be a little bit of a mix of things for my business, pet business audience, my clients, um, but also people who just want to know uh, what's going on in the animal world down here in Charlotte. Um, so I'm interested to see and I will have to report back on how that goes. And, you know, hopefully people will want that daily email. But, you know, it's 
email you can play with a little bit more, just like Instagram, you can kind of see what works for you. I am so fascinated to hear how it goes emailing daily. It It's almost like, you know, we think nothing of posting on Instagram daily. Right. So like, why not email daily? Yeah, I love email. You know, I wake up and I don't know if your area is like this, but we have a good local news sources that send out that morning email. It's like I wake up, I have my three or four news sources. They come around 6, 7 a.m. And they're just my daily habit. And that's what I'm kind of trying to look to create for the animal welfare community is like that just daily bit of news. What's going on in our rescues and our shelters, but also how can we, um, you know, especially my audience is mostly business owners. So how can they help too? Um, just to keep everyone a little more informed, but then also, you know, plug my services because um, I do set up email lists for people and set up their websites and create templates for them. So there'll be a little bit of both, but um, I'm interested to see how many people convert from my monthly list to my week, uh, daily list. So yeah. That'll be interesting. No, I'm very interested to hear. Um, can I ask a question about mm -hmm. the daily emails? Are you writing them fresh every day or can you plan ahead with them? I'm going to plan ahead. So basically I have reached out to a few of my Instagram friends um, and bet, uh, businesses, but rescues because um, I I have, like you said, been involved in the rescue community for 10 years. And I've said, look, I want to share your data. I want to share what's going on, your volunteer needs, your adoption events. I just want to kind of have a little, you know, uh, outreach effort um, because I do love to write. And that's really the core of my skill set um, is writing. And I have just gotten into the web design process in the meantime um, as a result of that. And so I will be writing content, but also sourcing it, kind of curating some articles. Um, we had a great article in our local paper the other day about someone who fell in love with pit bulls who used to be scared of them. Their daughter ended up adopting one and they fell in love and then they just donated to a spay and neuter fund for pit bulls in our area. And it's like, that's a great piece of news that everyone should read. So I will be kind of curating, but also have some original writing in there, which I think is important because you want some personality in your email. Um, you want to know the who's writing it. Um, and that's what I love about some of my favorite email newsletters that I get in the morning is they might mix up who writes them and say, hi, you're hearing from, you know, Michael today. Um, and so it'll kind of have that feel. Those are kind of my um, inspirations for just having a little daily bit of news. That's a really cool idea. I think for the people who are listening, if they have um, co-workers or co-founders or employees or anyone who works with them, you don't have to put it all on yourself. Uh, it's kind right. of fun to branch out and be like, today you're hearing from Melissa or whoever. Yeah. And I would love, I know we talked a little bit about um, some networking I do down here, but I would love to have contributors, you know, one day, hopefully it's not just me writing them every day and scheduling them and batching them out. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Um, so far, I've had a really great response from the people in rescue community, as well as the people already on my pet business list. So I'm excited to kind of join those worlds a little bit. It's kind of always my mission because um, I love supporting small business, uh, working with small business, um, but it all comes back to homeless pets in my business. Yeah. Well, and I love how you also point out that it's the, the, you know, the personality is so important. I think we see that with our pets too. Obviously we love our pets, not just 
because of like their function or what they look like, but because of their personalities, you know, is why, why we love them. And, you know, listening to you talking about how, how important it is to have your own writing. I just am thinking about, there's so much chatter about this chat GPT, like AI thing. And I haven't even listened to that much conversation about it because I'm never going to use that. Like I am a writer and like I'm a blogger and I, I know how important it is for my words to get out to my audience. And it sounds like you feel the same way. Absolutely. But like, what, do you, what do you think about the chat GPT? Like, is there value in that? Should you people know, use I- it? I'm the same. Like I haven't really looked into it. I keep hearing about it. I, on Twitter, I follow a lot of other freelancers. That's where I kind of follow peers um, a little bit more. And their chatter is like, Hey, what is, what is this? This is not going to be effective. You know, it can be kind of data driven, which I'm interested in because maybe they're reading what's out there and creating content based on what your most popular content is. I just feel like it's going to end up being not original and maybe redundant. Um, I I still feel like they, you need a human to clean it up, you know? So if you're going to go through that process anyways, you might as well just start with a real person from the get-go. Right. Well, and like the, the AI, whatever it is, doesn't know, it's not going to be able to share your stories and stories right. are so important in marketing. Exactly. You kind of miss that anecdotal information that just kind of makes um, you want to read from someone if they're sharing a little bit about their humanity (laughs) and their day to day. Um, And you just wouldn't get that from AI. No, I, um, I experimented a couple months ago or maybe six months ago. There, there's another tool called Jasper. Um, I think it maybe used to be called Jarvis, which I don't know why they changed it because they're very similar names. Um, but I, tr- I experimented with that for a little bit and I was writing a blog post about stand-up paddle boards for dogs that are stand-up paddle boards that work with dogs, um, dog compatible. I don't know <laughs> why that's so hard for me to describe, but, um, the AI in Jasper, I was like blown away because it was saying how stand-up paddle boarding, it, like it wrote this for for me. It said stand up paddle boarding is great for senior dogs because it is a low impact activity. And I was like, how does Jasper know? Like, I know that, but how (laughs) does Jasper know that? And, and that kind of blew my mind. Um, and so I, I used it to kind of help me write an outline for that blog post, but I had to go in and fill in like all of my, my own stuff. Uh, and, and you were, I was able to ask it, like, can you write a description of this paddle board? And it would search online, I guess, crawl online and find this information, but some of it was wrong. And yeah, so I had to go in and correct it. It would just say like the weight limit on this board is 225 pounds and it would not be, it would be incorrect. Um, And so it was very interesting. Yeah. Like you're having to fact check and, you know, and it adds so many roles to what you're doing as a writer. Whereas if you were just writing from scratch, you know, it, you would kind of be doing that editing in the process. So I might, I might explore it because I definitely have a hard time keeping up with my blog. You know, I love to write, but it's a challenge to have fresh content all the time. Um, So I, you know, I might explore it and experiment and report back. (laughs) Experiment, see see what you think. I uh, canceled my subscription (laughs) 
yeah. <laughs> to Jasper or Jarvis or whatever it was. It was it was a fun experiment. I think if you enjoy writing and communication, it's fun to play with. Yeah. Uh, but nothing can beat like your own brain. <laughs> yeah, that's what I tell people with a lot who are my clients, and they're like, "Oh, what do I? What do I email? You know, like what should I be even putting in this?" And I'm like, "Just start with a little letter. You know, just a." this is what I'm doing this week. This is the event I'm going to be at. This is what my dog is doing today. You know, it just write something authentic. And it's just one more touch point with your audience. And like I said, it's their core audience. So, you know, if I know more about someone, I'm more likely to buy from them. So um, it's there's, there's no losing to sending an email, it really should be a standard practice. If you're devoting so much time to social, um, you should be spending some of that on email and at least a landing page for your web presence. Yeah. And so you had mentioned that um, one of the services that you provide is templates for people. Um, What are kind of the most essential templates that someone should start off with for, um, for email or for their website? Yeah, I definitely am a fan of Squarespace. Um, I keep my email list within my website. Some people use MailChimp, which is like really popular. And you can get that as a plugin into your website and have it all integrated. Um, That's kind of the first step is kind of keeping all of your stuff together. So you're not using like five different services. But um, so I build my templates within Squarespace. And I normally make sure you can customize them to your brand colors, your logo, all of that is there. Um, I normally just pick out or create a couple of templates, like a quick e-blast, you know, that paragraph, like, hey, sale is happening here. You have a tagline, you have your um, kind of boilerplate of who you are, um, but it's just a quick email announcement. Um, I normally have an email newsletter that's a few sections long. So I kind of have, uh, I'm fond of using subheadings and bullet points and things to make things really digestible for your audience. So you're not writing this like two pages of content, but it's broken down in a way that they can skim it, find the information they want, click on what they want, um, and it's just easier. So sometimes I, for a client, will create that template where it's like, okay, headline one, subheading one, you know, things like that. So they can just kind of plug and play every month. Um, and then definitely that curated email, you know, if you're not a writer or you're not into, you know, having your own blog or your own newsletter, even sending out a list of your favorites, you know, your top five favorite things, pet related things that you found this week or this month, um, whether it's, you know, a product, a book, a podcast, you know, and just sharing that, I feel like kind of build your credibility. And that's one thing about emails too, is like, you kind of can become more of an authority figure on your subject matter or product. Um, And it just kind of helps with your reputation a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I think that people might overlook that and be like, well, why would I send out (laughs) like the podcast that I'm listening to? Um, But if your email list ends up subscribing Every time they listen to that podcast, they're going to think, oh, Katie recommended this to me. Exactly. And <laughs> think about you. Yeah. And it shows that you're really invested in the community. And like, I mean, I find like you and I and just a lot of other businesses I work with, we're just pet people and it's in almost everything we do. So it's like there's no shortage of connections. And it just shows that you're part of that community that you're really engaged in 
learning about what's best for your pet, buying the best products, you know, working with like-minded people, whether it's in the rescue community or otherwise, just finding your people um, is I think what starting out your email list is. It's really about finding those core people that are going to be your biggest fans. Right. And sharing your personality, your stories, what you like, what you don't like, that's all part of that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So speaking of like finding your people, you are really good at networking. Obviously you've, you know, got people contributing to this newsletter already. Um, but you've also got a group called dog moms doing business in Charlotte. And I want to hear all about this group. Tell us about it. Yeah. So it kind of came across with, um, one of my, uh, you know, kind of, she's really the original founder. And then I started kind of doing something similar and we realized we met at an event and realized we were doing the same thing or trying to do the same thing with connecting pet businesses. Um, and her name is Shelly. And so we kind of, um, joined forces and lead this group and we try to have about monthly get togethers. Um, we also try to do pop-up events. We've partnered with a couple locations. We have a dog bar down here called Skip Town, and they host this every once in a while with um, us set up as vendors. And we just like to get together and have a good time. And I would say it's a business networking group, but we get together and we just talk about our dogs most of the time, <laughs> as you <laughs> probably find. Um, and so they've just become a group that are so like-minded with me, you know, and just kind of, I can bounce ideas off. Some of them are my clients. They know they can come to me if they need an email set up or a website set up. Um, And I can go to them when I need photography or a cute bandana. (laughs) And so it's just a very supportive group where we get together, socialize, network a little bit, bounce ideas off of each other. Um, So it's really fun. It's a little hard because in Charlotte, we're all very spread out in different areas. So we definitely take advantage of virtual meetings too. But um, we have an upcoming in-person get together. I'm really excited about where we're going to even bring in a little guest speaker, hopefully, um, and kind of a subject matter expert, um, maybe on social media, which is not my expertise, um, and balance things out a little bit um, from hearing about my um, spiel about websites and emails. So kind of presenting the other side of the coin. But um, yeah, so we just really get together. I totally encourage getting together, finding your people, We all met on Instagram. Um, So it's just like, you know, we have a Facebook group for communication um, with each other. And it has just been a really fun network to um, help lead. Yeah, I I think it's so nice to be able to meet with um, other dog moms, first of all, but who have their own businesses, then you like really can connect and get each other and bounce ideas. I have a group um, here in person that we meet up of, of dog mom friends. Cause we all have Labradors. <laughs> so we're kind of little breed, uh, elitist about our Labradors, <laughs> but we like to get together. Um, you know, I mean, the labs labs have certain things they like, which is getting dirty and getting wet and muddy. Uh, so we can all go on hikes together, but, um, they, they're not really like entrepreneurs like I am. And so sometimes I feel like, I'll be talking. They're like, what's new with you, Tori? And I'll be talking for like 15 minutes about something. And I'm like, oh, they don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So it is nice to find people who also have businesses. Exactly. And that was just kind of when I started Forever Homes, what I wanted to do is support small businesses. And so I just ended up meeting a lot of them at events and just handing out my card and 
Um, you know, we have a really strong pop-up culture here in Charlotte. We have pop-up events everywhere, markets and using temporary or open spaces. And I just love that about Charlotte. Um, and so it's just a fun way to get together in person um, and sell your products together. Um, so I ended up being a little bit of the event planner, kind of not having a being a product based business, <laughs> but um, still helping out um, get them seen. Um, and then in the meantime, get my services out there, too. So it's been um, really fun. And I hope, you know, we all get so busy um, we all have day jobs, you know, <laughs> so getting together is a challenge, but we try to make it a priority, especially in the new year. That's kind of our goal is to get together more often. Yeah. Well, and I've heard that Charlotte's very dog friendly too. It is. We have plenty of breweries, other places, um, dog parks. Um, I will say, you know, there's definitely, you know, the rescue groups and then there's the doodle moms, you know, we have everything <laughs> in between. Um, so it's, you can find your, your little click and you can find those, you know, the lab moms that know exactly what you're going through when you go for a hike <laughs> with your dog. Um, <laughs> yes, and the you can, that you might have to clean up afterwards. <laughs> you can only be part of our group if you have like really good, like mud boots. <laughs> mud boots exactly. So yeah, we're definitely a city, but we're surrounded by, um, some nice mountains and trails and stuff. So we, we get all kinds of dogs down here too. Um, but so um, we kind of embrace all of them. And I think that's really important too. Um, I try not to be um, a rescue snob. I try to be really, you know, open to working with anyone. You know, I have a good friend who has doodles and that's her business and that's who she sells to. And it's great. Um, and so I think that's really important about the community too is that we're just all open to each other's experiences. Yeah, there's room for all of us. And, um, you know, everyone has their reasons and um, their story behind why they have a certain breed. So that might be a good email newsletter for someone to send out why you love the breed or the not breed, you know, that you have. Exactly. That's what I'm all about, connecting people. Um, That's just a passion of mine is like, you know, meeting one person and it's like, oh, you should meet this other person I know. Um, so that's what I hope like my newsletter, for instance, kind of does is it's kind of a unifier of those audiences um, because I do have both. I do have the rescue audience and then I have the business audience. And I'm curious, like you said, to see how it goes. So um, it'll be a fun experiment. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, so uh, time has just flown by here, but Katie, yeah. tell everyone where can they find you? And I'm assuming also sign up for this email newsletter. Absolutely. So you can find me at foreverhomesco.com or on Instagram at foreverhomesco. You can sign up um, through the link in my bio as well. Those are the two places. And if you're in Charlotte, shoot me a DM and you'll get added to our networking group too, because we'd love to meet you in person. Um, or if you're looking to do the same thing in another city, I'd be happy to talk to you too about kind of what works for us. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for that invitation. I, I definitely think that we have some listeners around Charlotte. Um, so hopefully you'll be hearing from some people. Great. Thank you so okay, much for well, being thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank <laughs> it's you. Fun. I'm a big listener, so I just love hearing from other dog moms and their experiences. And um, I'm glad we didn't talk about much, but like you're fostering and that's just so wonderful. So I'm a big fan of that 
just doing what we can do, even if it's just a little bit every now and then. That's kind of my big uh, mission statement. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. There is so much to be done. And so just helping a little bit, you know, maybe adding an adoptable dog to the bottom of your newsletter. Exactly. That could be something that that everyone could do. So um, thank you for all the ideas here. Thank you. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode. Send me a note on Instagram at wearwagrepeat or find even more women petpreneurs to connect with in our private Facebook group called Wear Wag Repeat Labs. If you want to dig into more episodes, resources to grow your business, or find a link to something we discussed, it is all right there for you at wearwagrepeat.com. I'll see you back here next Wednesday for a fresh conversation.